Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Trailblazers season has finally come to an end. I cannot tell you how happy I am because covering the past few weeks has just <laughs> been horrid. Anyway, the Blazers finished 33 and 49, fifth worst record in the NBA. They will have a 10.9% chance of winning the Wimbanyana sweepstakes, but more importantly, they could have a good shot at actually reeling a big fish to go along with Damian Lillard, maybe. Anyway, welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I'm Aaron Fetchers. I cover the Blazers for the Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I'm joined by Craig Burnback. Craig, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I just, I just had nothing to talk yeah. about last week with the tanking going on. I just, there was just nothing yeah, to talk. We were talking about Skylar Mays. You know, if he makes a summer league team, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh, Jonathan <laughs> Williams. You know, if they, if they keep him, I think they sign him just to trade that yeah. contract. Maybe if they keep him. We'll talk about him later. We could. How many times are we gonna talk about Sharp putting up 25 against? You know, while losing by 25. So I just boycotted last week. I was in complete, let's just get to the end of the season mode. And it came Sunday. I'm so happy. I'm rejuvenated because now we can talk about what should be an eventful offseason. Whoo! It better be. Better be. It better be. Better be. There's a lot, a lot on the table coming into this summer. So let's just jump right into this. We have a ton of topics here. Let's start with this. Your optim- optimism, excuse me, moving forward with this team. Clearly, last year, Jeremy Grant was like a given. We all knew Grant was coming. They went out and got him. I asked Lillard, are there dudes out there that want to come here like Grant that maybe you feel you guys have a great chance to get? He said, there's some needle movers out there that want to come to Portland. It's just a matter of making it happen. Does that give you hope, Craig? So I have less hope after (laughs) listening to Damian Lillard. Oh, than come I did on. before because he's no, I, I'm just being honest. Like he seemed to kind of say like, yeah, there's a chance and I'm hoping, but you don't know. He didn't, he didn't say he didn't have confidence in people, but he certainly, I've heard him sound more optimistic. Well, okay. He did not, make the statement that in the past, yeah. I've been super optimistic thinking this is going to happen. He's experienced disappointment. Yeah. So now he kind of has a different feel. He's less emotional about things. He's more matter of fact about things. But if he truly has a list of a yeah. few guys who say, oh yeah, I want to come to Portland, then it's up to management to make that happen, which could mean overpaying, which we'll get to later. So if there are dudes out there, I brought up Grant, like I'm talking about like the Grant thing where Grant was like a given that that, that was pretty much going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so basically to me, he's saying now we got to go out there and make it happen. But I feel good that he feels like there's guys who want to come here. 
Yeah, I never guess. I guess I've never, and you know this, I've never doubted that. I've never doubted that if you make the situation the right situation, players will come because I, I look at life. Uh, covering sports in two different worlds, right? The one where I've spent a lot of time here in this small market where people say, you know, it's hard to win in Portland. You can only win in big cities. While my other team in the NBA. Okay, but just because you're a big city, right? Guarantee you're going to win, but it, it can help the cause. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, every, when you look when you look at the winners in my lifetime, I can claim as many. You know, the Spurs have been a dominant uh, force. You know, they're Milwaukee just won a title. It's not like the Bulls haven't, you know this, the Bulls haven't been relevant for a while. You know, Chicago and New York are pretty, uh, New York has two teams that have been garbage for forever and Chicago hasn't been there. So I've never believed that you can't make it happen in Portland. Uh, and they were really close. I mean, and that's the part I kind of was looking back while listening to all the exit interviews yesterday. And I was kind of looking back to when I, I got here in 2007 and then thinking about those early years and how optimistic people were. And then when Lillard got here and you had, you know, LaMarcus and him and, you, you know, they were just so felt like they were one piece away. They were one piece away. And now I look at it and they're, they're not one piece away. So I have less optimism after feeling that vibe, what you, what Damian Lillard described, which is he's not going to be that emotional. Uh, I felt like, he, there's a part of him that has said, yeah, I don't know okay. if it's going to happen here. And so, okay. Let me, yeah, be, no, I'm not, be, I'm not super so, optimistic. So That's the answer. What you just said, which is I'm offended by it. All right. <laughs> oh boy. I offended you. Whoa. I don't not think I said anything. Offensive, just my, my, man. Come on. My, uh, my sense of logic. Okay. Okay. The, the idea that big cities or big markets have the advantage does not guarantee that a big market is going to succeed. The advantage comes in the ability to attract free agents to, to top off a championship proposition. So the Knicks have not drafted very well. So they haven't really had a dude that people no. want to go play for. The Bulls have not drafted really well. So they haven't had the lure, right? L.A., actually drafted pretty well enough to go get LeBron to come there and then trade those picks to get Davis, right? If Damian Lillard played in New York or Chicago, guys would be tripping over themselves to get to Chicago and New York to play with Damian Lillard. As a matter of fact, if Dame were in New York, Durant would have gone to New York. He wouldn't have gone to Brooklyn to play with uh, Kyrie. He would have gone to the Knicks. So the Blazers have the attractive player but people don't want to come to Portland. You bring up the Bucs. Yes. The Bucs drafted Giannis. They made a great trade for a Middleton, yes. right, who was averaging six points per game. That was a genius trade. But they didn't go out and lure Giannis. Or they, they got lucky and drafted him, right? The Spurs, come on. The Spurs drafted Duncan. They, they, I'm, you know, People say, oh, smart. But yeah, you can do it if you draft a megastar like Duncan and Giannis. Dame's not on that level. No offense. He's just not. So that's just different. So yeah, a small market can do it through the draft. What they can't do or haven't proven they can do is go out and get a big fish to come to a small market to top off a title team. That's what we're not seeing in the NBA. Now, what, what that leaves us with is a situation where Damian Lillard is an attractive guy to play for, but just not in Portland. If he was somewhere else, done deal a long time ago, I believe. Now, this summer, can they change that narrative via trade? And the trade has to be for a guy that is either under contract for three or four more years or is going to resign here. Otherwise, you're screwed. So that's why 
I, I just I, I do think the market absolutely 100% matters uh, because if teams have if players have choices, they're going to go like like Durant did. He went to play with dysfunctional Kyrie instead of coming here. And then he went to join the jump the bandwagon in Phoenix instead of coming here. Whereas as far as I'm concerned, when I'm, when I'm Kevin Durant, I'm leaving Golden State and I have a choice between Kyrie and Damian Lillard. Are you kidding me? Who, who picks Kyrie Irving? Someone who wants to be in Brooklyn. That's who. Not someone who wants to come to Portland. Anyway, so forget about that. So my, so you don't sound very optimistic they can make something happen. And you know what? I agree. I am not going to believe for one second that they're going to do something the franchise has never, ever done. That said, they do have enough assets to make it happen, I think, with the lottery pick, with and with the development oh, yeah. of Sharp, which could be huge, and then having that next pick. So do you at least feel like they have the assets to make something happen if someone truly is available? Yes. I mean, they everything's tradable and everything's movable. And they have a couple qual- – they've got two young guys that people might want. So, yes. Um, but a lot of – everything's got it. Like you said, it's never happened before because everything has to go perfect here. First of all, they need to and, – and we'll talk about that later. They need to resign Grant or all of this is kind of – they got to redo it again because now you need two more. You know, you need first of all, you need three starters right now, probably that you got to get. You might technically, you probably have three if you're keeping if you're keeping Nurk or Simons. You probably can't keep both, uh, and maybe you have Sharp. But I'm just saying, you have a lot of parts you have to fill. Um, and the first thing you got to do is make sure you resign Grant and then move from there. But yeah, they have the parts, but. It's going to have to take something perfect. And people are going to really need to want what you have. And that's the weird thing. The the combination that they have of players, they don't have much more on the team other than Sharp and Simons, in my opinion, that a team would want. So it feels to me, though, if you've got these young players, you have the draft picks and these two young players, you're going to have to find a team that's really right. ready to rebuild because those assets are all young and you're going to try to get an all-star from that team. Well, not a ton of teams, when you look at it, have that combination of a you know first-team All-NBA or second-team All-NBA player that's looking for a complete rebuild. True. I mean, I, I look at your Bulls. There might be a chance if they get eliminated that you want to start over and, and, and give up Levine. And that's a that's Dame a possibility. Um, Interesting. I, if I'm a Dame Levine Grant, well, I mean he's a three, and they don't have he's one. A two. He's a two. He's a, he's a it's, two. It's, it's like six. You five. think so? All right. He well, can barely defend then, a two. I wouldn't want him on a three. <laughs> well, no one can defend on this team, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> but that. But that's a fair. You know, a fair, uh, if you're a, if I'm just saying, and and then the other thing you're 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 everyone's hoping for is that the the Celtics will blow up. And lose in the first round of the Heat, which I you should root for that, and that Jalen Brown becomes available. But why would the? I, I don't know. Like I, I guess there's a fit there, but that's your. Those are the hopes. But again, I go with the Ventures. You've taught me one thing. You've taught me one thing. It's try not to predict who is available, because crap happens, and suddenly someone's available. <coughs> so I've stopped trying to figure it out and say yes, they have the assets. But I think it's going to take a perfect move because it's not, you're not going to get that great player if you don't get a bench 
and others because they're going to want to come here to win. And right now, this team isn't just one player away. They're multiple players away. They don't have to be multiple stars away, but the, there's no bench. There's, but the bench you know, there's is, no the bench, depth well, at all. I wouldn't say there's no depth at all. There's not enough veteran depth. I think those things are easy. To, I think those things are easier sure. to get, especially if you put together your quote unquote big three, which if you added a Jalen Brown or a Siakam or a Bam, if they became available, that would give you a legit three. And then I think you and then I think you can pay and then I think yeah, you can pay. I mean again. In. But yeah, it, the fan it's a fantasy. Because you have to have one, the team, the the, the yes. marquee star available that makes you a contender. The, then the team has to be willing to move him for what you have to offer. You gotta hope that person wants to stay here. If they if they only have one year left on their deal, heaven forbid, they are screwed. Then you're rolling the dice like the Kawhi thing. Do you do that? I don't know. Um and yeah, I mean, that's it. That's pretty much the list. So th- that's a tough needle to thread, especially when you're at Portland, because yes. if that player is available, they might prefer to go play elsewhere like we just saw with Durant. <laughs> right? You know, if, they, if they're that good, they have their choice, they might pick somewhere else. And that just could easily be the problem. So I'm going to say – as much as I hope to see something major happen, and the Embiid things just to me is just a joke until something else happens. I, I, I yeah, I, I know. I, Stop. I, I, don't even say that. I just don't now. believe Philly would do that. I don't think that's going to happen. So for me, the fantasy no. thing is just not going to happen. So then the question becomes after that, can they, okay, let, let's, 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 before we get to that, let's go to this thing with Damien because Damien's been back on his loyalty tour, right? appearing on podcasts or talking here and there and saying, mm-hmm. talking about Lloyd, he even wrote another rap song about it, made some line about what, ha- what would happen if Miller left the Pacers? Well, he might've would have ring. <laughs> you know? um, if Dame, if Damien is cool yeah. with just riding out what happens, whatever happens, happens. And if he never makes the finals, he never makes the finals more power to him. I would hate to see that. Cause I want to see him on that stage, but that's his choice. And, and I would never begrudge him for that because that's his choice. It was Reggie Miller's choice. It was Ewing's choice to stay. It was Dominique Wilkins' choice to stay. Carl Malone and Stockton. I mean, Malone left really, really late, but in their prime, I'm talking about staying. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's their choice. Um, so I asked Cronin point blank, like, are you coming into this summer feeling some trepidation that you have to make something happen or the loyalty component could go away? And he said that he's not thinking that way, that, that Dame's committed as far as he knows. They're trying to do whatever they can to make something happen. But that window, like he's going to be 33 this summer. Then he's going to be 34 next summer. 34, 35 year old guards, things become extremely iffy. Allen Iverson went over the cliff, cliff, Kobe, uh, LeBron, or excuse me, Jordan retired at 34. Clearly he wasn't done, but he he clearly slowed down a little bit. So heaven forbid, Dame has a serious injury. Then that accelerates the decline. Right? So for me, it's like, you got to do it this summer. You can't say, Oh, we're going to make a move in 2024. Really? So, he said, though, he's not thinking of it that way because he's not going to worry about that part with Dame unless it changes. Once it changes, then he'll worry about that, but he's not thinking like that. I think they absolutely have to think like that. What do you think? Yeah, well, Dame said it. He said, I'm not interested in players that are, are ready to and three but he, but, years but, but even not, But he even not the young it. component. Like, and, they could just make one tweak this summer and then hope to do something else next summer. And if yeah. – if I mean, do you think well, Dame really was going to ride that out, or do you think that they need to push all their chips in? Like he said, there at the trade deadline, we're going to put all our chips in 
To me, you go out there with every chip you have, and you're going to overpay like a mother. And what's going to happen is they're going to make a trade for somebody, and the Blazers fans who've been crying for a trade for 50 years are going to go, we overpaid. We never should have thrown. Right? <laughs> doesn't matter. you got to put it all in because I just don't buy for a second that Dame's going to run this back. So I don't know if he is or he isn't, but all the things that you said doesn't matter. Like you've got a window to win a championship. It's two years, you know, you're, you're, and you're lucky if you get the full two years from Damian Lillard at 30, you know, 33, 34, but 35, 36, it's, you can't, you're, you're asking for a miracle. I mean, what LeBron James is doing is never been done before at that level for that kind of athlete, right? Kareem did it, you know, and he was also a freak athlete, right? So you've got two years because I don't know if you could do it all in one year. I think you can go big and get close, but you probably need two years to get, if you're going to win a championship, if everything works out right. So Dame, you know, spelled it out every way. He said it over and over again. He wants to win a championship and he's loyal. Two things can be true at the same time. They can be. And he wants to stay loyal to Portland and he wants to win a championship. He has already said that he's not going to let not winning a championship define him because why would he want to, why would he? He's had an amazing career as the, you know, potentially, debatably the greatest Blazer of all time, but he's the all-time leading scorer. But this is it. You've got to go. you got to go because you have to fill roster spots also. Okay, you can't play with what you that. got. <laughs> you got to fill the spots. So you might as well get good players for them. So if you've got two first-round draft picks, the worst thing that happens if you don't make a big move is you get two young players. You hope you don't mess that up. But th that's right. not what he wants. So – I think, look, to me, the most interesting thing that could happen is if they get the number one pick. Because now, Dame is suddenly a different, the whole story changes. Because now you're building your franchise around, around uh, about Wemby, not not Damien. And that would be an interesting dynamic to suddenly, hey, Dame, like, is he ready? You know, we're, we're not trading this pick. So I, let's hope yeah. he's ready fast. And if maybe he will be. If all he's crapped up, crap, crapped up, cracked up to be, then I think Dame is like, oh, we just got a star. Like I think he, 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 we can't count him as Embiid or Jalen Brown because he's nineteen and weighs like a buck twenty. But you can still count him as a pretty significant part, I think, because he's so unique. He's going to give you. He's going to be better than Sharp was his rookie year. I think that's a given. Dude's been playing in France against adults, so he's going to. To me, that's okay. We got a star now. Can we still make a trade with Ant, the other pick, and Sharp, some combination to go get? another dude whether it's og or brown or if he becomes available or siakam because then now you're like okay it's on so i think number one pick i think he'd be cool with that i don't think that bothers him but yeah if they pick fifth or sixth and they draft another shark oh i don't think it'll bother him it'll i, I think he'd be accept weird. that though it'll be a, di a different dynamic than I, everything else we're talking about that's the only thing that changes the dynamic I don't even think the number two pick changes the dynamic, even though there's a lot of hype for Scooter Henderson. I just think that it'll change the dynamic because now suddenly you have two opposite ends of the spectrum. You got a teenager who's a potentially a franchise changing, you know, player, uh, a, a unicorn of unicorns because we've used unicorn too many times and I don't have another magical beast. <laughs> so I'll just stick with unicorn of unicorn and then, and, and an aging an aging all-star and you, you smash them together and hope that somehow it works. But in the end, if you're Joe Cronin and the Blazers, you're like, okay, we got hopefully 10, we got a 10 year runway now, you know, suddenly our runway is different. So that's the only reason why I bring that up. But yeah, they, I mean, they got to go for it. They can't do Chauncey said it. He said, we tried tweaking. <laughs> tweaking gave him the exact same C. I mean, 
They're awful. They're fifth worst team in the NBA. They finish. We're talking and they don't some have the people. I'm not going to say who. On, we're imagining it. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying that's where they ended up. That's where they are. Third in the they did end up Ventures. They did end up possibly as the third worst team in the West. That might be that might be legit. That I, might be I legit. That. And that's okay. Either way. Either way, they were terrible. <laughs> they gave up and this is a team some people thought could be in the top 4 or top 6 and they ended up here giving up on and look, there's a business end. We don't talk about it a lot Ventures cuz we're sports people. But there's a business end to this. They gave up 20 games to this season, basically, where fans couldn't resell their tickets for money. Sponsors weren't getting their full weren't get their full benefit of why 20? why they put money into 20? to be a sponsor for the team. They went two and f- fifteen yeah, the last the ro- seventeen. Those, games. A lot of those were on the road game. I think it's those fair to say that. Road, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Okay. But but if you if you're a if you're a broadcast sponsor, yeah, that yeah. that matters, right? If you're you're a and if you're a a, a a franchise sponsor, you're right. not getting that impact. You're and you're not getting the the news. You're you barely <laughs> writing anything about them. Hey. They're not all over social. That's, That's a true. huge. And if you're selling tickets, and if you're selling tickets for next year, you're not. They're not knocking. You're knocking on their door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're. They're not knocking on yours. And that's when you're eventually going to sell a team. And even if you're not, you're trying to make money. And the people that are surrounding the franchise want this team to be relevant and not basically kiss away two seasons in a row. That's not that you can't, you can't Paul Silas is proof. If you're Chauncey Phillips, you can't make it three years like this. Like you got, you you know, you got to try to to win games. And so they have to go for it and they can't tweak because this team needs, needs more than that. Before we get to that, because I did ask, Billups and Cronin about that. I think I know I asked Billups. I can't remember if I asked Cronin, but um, so the age thing with Dane, the the guy to look at is Chris Paul. Chris Paul played fifty nine games this year. He was fourteen nine and th- and four. Obviously, he never in his life was scoring twenty eight, twenty nine. So in the you know if, if Dame does start to slow down and he goes to more distributor Dame and he's twenty two and nine or twenty two and eight depending on the, the team around him, he could still be pretty magnificent and then save his energy for trying to help close in the last four or five minutes of game. So there is a possibility that Dame's superpowers last to 35, 36. Um, but of course. It's, it's tough to bank on that. But Paul is only relevant because he has Booker and Durant, right? Booker and Aiton and Booker and Durant. Booker, Aiton, Bridges. So you have to put the right pieces around him. And those pieces could be this lottery pick, Sharp, and you add OG with Grant, and that could be enough moving forward where you're young enough that you could still make another move later and add to it and become pretty darn good. Um, so that segues into what I think is realistic. I, I think the most realistic thing is they go out and get another guy on Grant's level. Like to me, OG is Grant. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's been, I guess he's been an all star, but he's been declining. Like he's, he's just weird to me. I don't understand the fascination. I think he's good, but he's not great. But if you got him, mm-hmm. awesome. You started a lineup of Dame, Matisse. Let's assume you trade Ant for OG. Dame, Matisse, OG, Grant, Nurkic. And then you add, like you just talked about, the veteran guys. So you're not turning to Watford. You're not turning to Little. You're not turning to guys who pretty much aren't ready to be relied upon. You turn to dudes. I, I think I used the word adults a couple of times when I asked this question yesterday. 28, 29-year-old grown men who have been in the fire uh, on competitive teams. Then I think that team 
absolutely is top six. Does a contender win a championship? Probably not. But if they're healthy, they're absolutely top six. And I think that's the most realistic thing that's going to happen this offseason. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why they can't get a guy like OG. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I think he's good. He's not great. I mean, he's a solid player. Grant's numbers are better than his. He's 25, so he's at that place where you're like, well, I don't know if he's going to get much better. Um, I'll tell you, and we don't have to get into specifics, but if you have Grant and OG, somebody's going to have to rebound because neither one of them do a good job yes. of rebounding at, you know, at the three and the four. And that's problematic um, to me. And defensively, you know, I don't know. This team defensively. OG's pretty good defensively. I, I hate to bring it up with the Paul. Th- yeah, which he better be, right? Because Grant, him, and Thibel, because he, you're probably pushing Thibel out of that group if you bring in OG. Thibel's your only real defensive stopper. He starts at the two. Um, he was the one thing I think, but when you maybe you start sharp, maybe you well, start then, sharp. Then sharpen. Well, I'm, well, I'm assuming it's going to cost there. you one of those okay. two to get OG. I would not trade sharp for OG. I would I would consider right. Ant because it's just a better fit with Dame. Dame and Ant are not. We'll talk more about that. Dame and Ant are not going to work. Yeah. And then you have Sharp. And so you maybe have you start Sharp at the two and you bring and you have Sharp. off the bench as a defensive stopper. So who knows? I I would try trade Simons for uh for OG right. and I would do that right. in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Because you got to. Like, what are you doing? You've got two players who play the same position. Simons defensively is not good, and I'm being nice. And Sharp has a right now he's not good, but he has a chance to be he's athletically could be a defensive player. Simons cannot. It's too many years. He's not going to grow into that. You're better defensively. You hope that Sharp Sharp's bigger. He maybe he could be a, you know, he's shown signs of being a really good offensive rebounder. You know, none of this matters, but yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat, and I think that is realistic, and that's a decent starting lineup, you know, right there, um, and then you fill in the pieces. Agreed. I hope they could do better because the weird thing about it is, is that. When people talk about Simons and Sharp, they still talk about all they talk about all star potential. And obviously with Sharp, you have no idea. Um, but he's shown signs. With Simons, if you really think he could be an all star, then you wouldn't trade him well, <laughs> like that much. Fit. But I don't think they but think that. Fit. I think they it's, say it's like that. The, it's like No, but he's not like an all star player. Hold on. Right it's now. like the Halliburton and Fox he's not, situation. They, Sacramento had a Fox. They still drafted Halliburton because he they thought he was the best player on the, on the board. Yeah. Yeah, they had him for a year. It wasn't a good fit. They and traded they him for Sabonis. Now, I know that you just yep. like to come on here every day and mess with me about Ant. I just know <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're pushing my buttons. You're trying to get me all fired up. But I'm not going to fall. I told my wife this morning, I ain't falling for it. It ain't going to happen. Thanks. I'm not going to let Craig get me. She's like, you go, boy. And then she rolled her eyes. I was like, yeah, right. Anyway, Ant, listen, if I asked Ant this, do you want to run a team someday? He gave me the you know politically correct answer. But- if they were to trade Ant to a team where he was the lead guard, dude is going to be an all-star. Book mm-hmm. it right now. You can, you, I want you to make a little audio like clip of this and keep it in your phone, and you can throw okay. it in my face if it doesn't happen. Or you're going to praise me when it does. He's 21-4 and four this year playing out of position next to a ball-dominant guard. 21-4 and four shooting, slashing basically 45-38-90. Okay. You put him in a situation where he's controlling the ball and running the show, he's going to be 26 and 7 or 8. That's all-star caliber numbers. So, yes, I think he's going to have value. 
That's that. What you said is what you said about the results are true. And I'll be interested to see that assist total. I know he can score. He's a dynamic scorer. I do know he, he defensively it's tough and winners, you know, on a winning team, even if you're running the show, he's going to have to step it up. But yeah, I, I agree. We agree mostly. And could he be an all-star? Absolutely. Um, but I would trade him for OG. It's a better fit. I would. It's a better fit. That team is 100%. better. That, 100%. Yes. And it, it pay, yep. I, would tra- I would trade him yep. for Wendell Carter. I would, well, I try to get something else with him. But to me, you add that 6'11 guy who's mm-hmm. pretty versatile and pretty skilled and, and can play defense, you're better because you because you have Sharp and you have Matisse to play the two. So you, you yes. switch, you swap out a six foot three combo guard for a 6'10 power forward slash center who has some skill and you're better, period. It's just, a, it's, you know, if you did that on 2K, it'd be like, you're better. Okay, and and uh, the Blazers, it's it our proof. It's harder yes. to get taller guys. The Blazers been swimming. In the- it's a lot harder. Oh, it's yeah. easier to find six foot three, six foot place. four guys, especially with the with the three pointer becoming as yeah. big a deal as it is. That's opened up the door for yep. more smaller guys to be to have an impact because you don't have to go inside. You can just shoot threes. Just ask Dame, right? Dame scored seventy one with thirteen threes, yep. almost half his points were three point shots. And so that that's why there's so many dudes out there you can get in that in that mold. So yeah, I would. It's I'm, I already told Joel Odom, my sports editor. I said if they trade Ant, I'll need two days off, bereavement, <laughs> and that he's gonna have to heavily edit my article on it because it'll be split. It'll be filled with a lot of expletives. <laughs> and, and filled, you have to go through two keyboards. So, God no. <laughs> Make it stop. The pain. Salt the water's pain. not good for electronics. <laughs> Salt water's not good for electronics. Yeah, that, and that does lead to the part where, you know, one of our topics here was can Sharp and Simons coexist or one or one must go? And and to me that one must go. I mean, I, I just don't I, I think it's the most obvious question. And I think Cronin was real close to admitting that. I mean, he kind of said, yeah. you know, we'll have to look at that, but we like Yes, because it's – I mean, I will give Cronin and Chauncey credit for transparency. They they are more transparent than most GMs and coaches. And I've been around a lot of them. I mean, uh, and I, I've liked a lot of them, but Stotts would never have admitted that that close. He wouldn't have said, yeah, like, you know, our lineup and fit. and Because uh, he, he didn't – with CJ and Dame, he said forever tra- like that. Dude. Those two <laughs> shouldn't break uh, them Neil up. Tried to, um, and Neil you know, tried Olshay to sell wouldn't us on say anything. CJ and Powell working, and the whole time I'm just like, oh. dude. Yes, yes. <sighs> well, it, was, it wasn't terrible. To yeah, be honest, I mean, it wasn't they, terrible. They, yeah, but it just had an obvious <laughs> comparatively. Feeling. You can't trot three six foot two, six foot three guys yes. out there and expect to have success in the NBA. It's never happened that I know of. But anyway, so yeah, it's. And to me, the preference would be to trade Simons, right? But I'm not. But you do whatever. I mean, you do whatever you can get. But the preference to me is to go with the kid that um, you drafted seventh overall, who has potential um, to be an all star. Yeah. Um, and again, no. not taking credit it's away from Simons, but you know what I mean, like that. As because he's taller, he's going to yes. be bigger. He's going to fill out more, and he's you know as as athletic as Anthony is. You know, Sharp's, Sharp's a better prospect. I don't deny that at all. And there's a chance he could play defense. Exactly. And that's huge. Like, people ignore that. You were talking about the Chris Paul, Damian Lillard thing and looking at numbers, but Chris Paul is one of the greatest defenders that's ever lived. And, yes, he's not what he once was, but he's still better than Dame. 
on defense. And and we always ignore the other end of the court. And we not always, but it's it's easy to do numbers right. for the offensive end. But this Blazer team now has not had offensive issues. That's not why they haven't had won a title. It's not why CJ and Dame didn't win a title because they couldn't score enough points. It's because they couldn't defend when it matters most. And at times it's hard to get your offense when you're all small. But that's you know the other end of the court matters a lot. And Giannis is Giannis, and the Bucks are won a championship because their ability to play defense at times when it matters. And LeBron James yeah. is one of the greatest players of all time because of well, what Giannis, he does on both Lopez, ends of the court. Holiday, Michael, same thing, Scotty. I mean, they, they, yeah. They yeah, I mean, it, defense yeah. matters. You're right. Uh, okay, so a lot of people seem to be on this this tip that Shaden's defeat going to start next year at the two, and how do you keep him and Ant? What happens there? I think Ant beats Shaden out. I don't think Shaden's ready to start, personally. I, I, I think if Shaden's the starting two guard, I don't even know if Dame wants that. And so I asked Billups and I asked Cronin, you know, what, you know, what are we talking about here? Do you think this guy's really going to be ready to start? And People fall in love with what they see sometimes in meaningless situations. And Sharps made some spectacular yeah. plays, but they're getting their butts kicked by 30. Yes. He's out there with the with G League guys. He's the yeah, if he's the 50. guy. Like it's just it's it's, it's hollow. <laughs> it's empty calories to me because is he doing the little things necessary to not kill your team in between yeah. the spectacular dunks? And that was the criticism of all, him all season. And Billups and Cronin have said he's come along quicker than we thought he would. They said that this summer is going to be huge for him. He still has a long yeah. ways to go before you say he's our starting two yes. guard for 34 minutes a night. So to me, if Ant's gone, you need to get someone else you can start there. Or if you start sharp, he's got a short leash. If he's not doing the little things, you got to yank him and go with Matisse or someone else. But to me, next year, if he's your sick man coming off the bench and just destroying other people's second units, that's a way better situation than starting him. Well, I always go with the starting and ending. Don't ma- the minutes is what matters, right? In the end, he's going to play. He's going to play twenty five minutes a game. Yeah, um, you would think, even if on a good team, no matter what. But of course, you said it. They need adults. They need other. They need other vets, and that includes guys that play the two. Now, Thibault is a guy who plays the two and is a and is a is a grown up and can play on one end of the court really well. So I think you already have the sharp. Uh, Thibel situation at the two, like that's mm-hmm. one of the least of my worries. It's the other ones that I'm worried about before I figure that out because I know that I could start Thibel and he could play. He could be the guy that starts and plays 18 minutes, and he might be right. played the first five and the last right. five, and that's good, what's going to matter, you know, because we've seen that the defensive and you get the, the, in the NBA, you get to do offense defense a lot. So um, I, I don't worry about that part of whether he has to start or he doesn't, because to me, if you keep Thibel, you ha- that's the one place that you have that. Um, to me, it's it's worrying about the five, the four, and a dynamic player. I look the way Sharp, the NBA's guys get good really get really good really fast. So it wouldn't shock me to see him come back and be a guy that plays thirty minutes a night. It wouldn't shock me. Do I do I think you should count on it? No. Would it be um, would it be surprising for him to get thirty minutes a night on a title contender? Yeah, but you know we've seen it. He's the seventh overall pick. You know what I mean? Like Doncic, John Morant. I mean, there's so many guys that just boom. Um, Kevin Durant. You know, guys can do it. 
and he has those kind of skills. So I'm not that worried about it. I get where you're at on that. I'm just more concerned with everything else. Um, and I'm concerned about trading sharp and it coming back to bite you. You know, like I think you have to do it. I think you have to do it because of what you've established and what you've agreed to with Lillard. But gosh, I do worry said, about that. Said, so, you know, you, you have to be willing to live with the consequences of watching a player you trade, either the pick or yep. sharp, uh, watching them thrive down the line. And with sharp, there's like the deal has to be we're trading sharp in a package that gets us a guy that automatically were top three in the West, like automatically. And so that to me, that's only Embiid. That's only maybe Siakam. That's only Bam. If he became available, that's only Jalen Brown. I mean, who else we could go through the entire NBA. I mean, if it was Devin Booker, yes. If it was a bunch of different guys, but it has to be that kind of dude and a multiple time all-star. It's not OG, you know, it's not Tyler hero. It's not guys like that who would be nice acquisitions, but not for shade and sharp because yes, that would come back to bite you in the butt. As badly yeah. as the Jermaine O'Deal for uh, Dale Davis. Was it Dale Davis? You wanted Davis. Dale Davis, right? Yeah, because Ed Davis was yep. later. Yeah, the Dale Davis thing, which to me, right. I mean, at the time, I was like, wait a minute. He's he's the Shaq? He's, he, you're getting him to help against Shaq? That's your plan? And then Jermaine goes on to be, what, a six or seven-time All-Star? That killed. This could kill even worse if you make some some stupid move like that. So, yeah, it has to be. I can't, just I can't miss a situation where it's like, oh yeah, we're contenders now. Yeah, I mean, I think you tra- sharp Brown makes sense because Brown is what you hope. Sh- I mean, he's right there. You know what Brown is, I mean, that's an all star in the West or close, and 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 Sharp still has to get there. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it for OG because I'm like, yeah, no, I'd give you Simons for him, and and I'm not. I'm less worried about trading Simons because I'm even if he is an all star, I kind of know what kind of all star he's going to be. And while it's good and it's impressive, it's not, you know, crush my soul kind of, you know, goodness where Sharp has that potential um, to be that at his age. Right. Six foot two, six foot three guards. So I agree with put that. Up good numbers are plentiful. <laughs> yeah. Six foot five, six foot yeah, five. Yeah, especially ones that can't play D. Like, I, don't, I thought Billups. Billups' comparison early in the season when you said a combination of Roy and Vince Carter was perfect because that he's he plays a lot like Roy in the mid-range and he plays pretty he's pretty smart and then he just has the freakish athleticism of a Vince Carter. And so if you have someone like that and you don't get back a Jalen Brown type or someone like that, you're gonna feel pretty stupid pretty quickly. Because <laughs> he could if he <laughs> Let's hope he has Carter's knees. Yeah. Let's hope he has yeah, Carter's yeah, knees. Exactly. <laughs> um okay, let's 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 get to Grant. Uh, Grant says he wants to return. Dame says he expects him to be back. Cronin says he expects, yeah. you know, there to be movement on that and that to happen. Where are you percentage wise on that getting done? I mean, I guess I'm at 80%. It gets done. I mean, I, I, why would they say what they say? But we also know things could go awry and we don't know what Grant Grant seems like a pretty straight up guy. Uh, Cronin being as competent as he is. Grant didn't come here for one year. It didn't go great for the team, but he seemed, uh, especially earlier in the year, it, it seemed to fit his game. Um, and they need him, and he can be successful on this team. So I don't see why you wouldn't do it. I do, like, you're going to have to overpay. I mean, I know you got that underlined on a little, little list here. They're going to have to overpay for Grant because he might get 30 mil, and I don't know, you know, always what people are worth. We always talk about it's what – 
what will your team pay for you? But uh, in the end, he's probably going to get paid like a better player. But when your options are worse players, you sign the one you sign. He, to me, is a championship-level complimentary player. You know, he gives you some length. He gives you some defense, some athleticism. He slashed this year 47, 40, 81, 20 points, 4.5 rebounds, which I thought would be more. You were right about that. Two assists. Uh, If he's your second-best player, you're not contending. If he's your third-best player, you got a shot. (laughs) Like, if that's your third-best player, you're looking pretty good. Uh, they cannot under any circumstances let him get away. That that would just because now you got to replace him and still go get another another major piece. And they've never gotten one all star caliber piece. Are, are they going to get an all star caliber piece and another another guy like Grant in the same offseason? I don't see that happening. And you lose him for nothing unless you did a sign and trade. Then maybe you could get some assets, but usually sign and trades don't net you anything worth a damn. Uh, I think he knows this. I think his agent knows this. I think the only thing that could cause him to really want to leave is if Dane were to leave or if they did absolutely nothing, he knew they were going to suck again. Now I asked him that. I said, does what happened with the team's roster building play a part in your decision? Will it play a part in your decision? And he said, yeah, that could be factored into it. And so, you know, he mentioned the five years and someone else followed up. Well, you said five years. Is that five, is that fifth year important to you? Because that fifth year can only come in Portland unless there's a, there's a sign and trade. Uh, and he said, yes, yeah, he, he wants security. So if, if Dame's here, I don't believe for a second that Grant's going to bolt. I, I, and I, he's not going to turn down the money. Like they're going to, if someone came along and said, we'll give you four years, 100 million, and the Blazers say, we'll give you five years, 150 million, he's signing with the Blazers. And it may be an overpay, but that's just life because you know what? When you're a small market team begging for stars to come here, you have to overpay. Damn. Look, let me go back and change you, something so you, you can said it, We said the that. same thing. Will you, will you completely agree? I no, I mean, I think you have to overpay for Grant. Excuse me. <laughs> I, you know, I, the only wild card is players have done, said some things and done different. And who knows what, you know, there might be an offer from a team that changes everything. And yeah. he might decide. Um, he said he, winning's important to him. So if there's a – if there's a situation that suddenly comes up and they can pay him 28 and he thinks he can win now, maybe he goes. I mean, he is just not, he's at that age where um, you have to make choices sometimes when you're that caliber player. Do you want to get really, really, really rich or do you want to make sure you're on a winning team? And um, his best chance to get really, really, really rich is with the Blazers. All right, we agree on so, that. All right, last last thing on the list here is uh, the players showing support for Chauncey. There's been no grumblings whatsoever at any point that Chauncey was ever yeah. in trouble. Uh, when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, he, I just said, just you know, let me know. Is there a little bit? Should I even watch? He's like, nah, man, I'm 100% good. Cronin came out, gave him a huge vote of confidence. I asked, I think, four players straight up, give me your assessment of Chauncey. Now, the player's not going to throw Chauncey on the bus in public, but I just want to get – their statements no. out in, in the public so they'd be on videos or everyone can hear what these guys say and make a decision for themselves as to how sincere they are. But I, I think there's sincerity. I think it all starts and ends with Dame. Dame was not he was not very flattering about he didn't say anything bad about Stotts, but he didn't come out and show support for Stotts, you know, last year. It was clear that Stotts was gonna be in trouble even before the season began or season ended. So clearly these players like Chauncey, we you and I have said we agree it's just difficult to judge him. It, it just is. Last year doesn't count. This year, you know, without having the veteran guys off the bench and having to turn to all these youngsters, I mean, think about it. You got Sharp in 19. Jabari had to play some minutes in, in some key games. He's 20. 
you had Keon Johnson had to be in the rotation sometimes. He's 20. Even Eubanks, who's 26, has never really played meaningful minutes for a winning team. Neither has Nasir Little. That's five guys. And then Trenton Wofford, who's 21, the same, you know, undrafted free agent. That's six young guys he played with zero background in playing significant minutes for a team trying to win that he had to turn to because after they traded hard, of course, Winslow being injured, and then just when Grant would go out of the lineup or Nurkic would go out of the lineup, and it just – just created a lot of dysfunction for them. So I just don't see how anyone can blame him. If you think magically he was supposed to get these little kids to play like adults, that's just dumb. So, yeah, I think you give him an incomplete and you have to give him a shot with a real roster. Yeah, anyone who's, like, saying that Billups should be fired hasn't readjusted to see what happened. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's like you're going off of when they hired him and they thought there was a chance – in year defense, one yeah. for him to, you know, to win. And then year two that, that there was a chance. I mean, they gave up on both seasons. Like he, yeah. they told him to lose <laughs> twice. So, um, you know, that I, I think he got, basically he got 40, you know, he got about 50, 45 games or 50 games to coach this year. And I give him an incomplete. It wasn't great. The defense was bad. There was injuries. Yes. You can make all the excuses. Um, there weren't, there weren't any like fantastic decisions, but you know, this is a guy that because of the way these two seasons has come out, he hasn't really been able to coach in many competitive games. Like how many total competitive games did he try to win in two seasons? Like 60 games? Well, they you know, total, they didn't, they didn't <laughs> like they threw away the officially. Well, probably Pelicans less yeah, Pelicans. 20 games. Yeah, that's one fourth well, the that season. Means he, well, that means he tried it's to win one six, fourth the season and last year. The season or yeah. over two seasons. Because because last season they oh, tried to yes, win like. Four. I guess you give him a total of eighty. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just say like, how do you even how do you judge that? And you hired a young coach, and you haven't tried to win. So, uh, and the players seem to like him. There's no dysfunction in the locker room. Uh, there's no dysfunction with the that we know of between the front office ownership and him. So of course you run it back, but next year's that's it. He's not going to make a third year of awfulness. And if he is, everyone gets a chance to be mad and Cronin either, you know, Cronin's got to do something here for next year. doesn't, I'm not guaranteeing anyone loses their jobs, but you can't have uh and Cronin came in halfway last time, but you can't, you can't repeat. You can't throw away, you know, quarter season, half a season for three straight years. And not expect people to to lose their jobs based on the fact that the strategy is not working, especially when you have an All NBA player on your team. Uh, yeah, you know, so. he he wants some veterans to coach. He wants people to actually coach who can do the things he wants them to do mentally and physically, uh, especially mentally. Physically, this ability clearly, but but mentally, you know, you're, you're asking guys to do things you're just not ready to do. Period. And when they had the starting lineup intact, they think they were 18 and 15. Uh, last year before Dame injured his – or the ab thing caught up to him and he really started to slow down and then he almost – then he shut it down. They were 10 and 8 and they were picking things back up. So when he's had his team somewhat whole, he is actually above 500. I can't judge him when Dame's got ab problems and CJ has a collapsed lung. And then a month later, Dame shuts it down. And you're right. like, I can't judge him from that point on. And then this year, I mean, you can you can make the argument if you want that it's his job to get those young players ready to fill in. That's fine. But there were some games when you looked out there because you can't play your starters 50, 40 minutes every night. 
where he had to roll for some stretches with Sharp, Watford, and Jabari Walker out there at the same time. That's 19, 20, 21. Who are you beating with that? Unless the, unless it's 19-year-old LeBron, 20-year-old Magic Johnson, and 21-year-old. Like, you're just you're just not. I mean, come on. What? You agreeing? Two, two, I mean, okay. you're not, you don't even have to argue that. Two of those players are, are, are not even right, first-round right. draft picks. You know what I mean? They're right. not even – we don't even know right. if they're good. So we don't even know if they're good. The defense, now, now you brought the defense. Yeah, That's like, fair. But when they had their top six, counting Winslow, the defense was not bad at all. At, at one point, they were in the top ten. Then they hovered sort of in the, in the middle of the teens. It was after Winslow went out and after Nurk went out that everything went downhill because you're replacing Nurk with Eubanks, you're replacing Winslow with Watford, and it's just they're just not going to be guys who are going to be plus defenders against legit NBA teams. So I think, to me, I believe if you give him some veteran dudes off the bench, if you give him uh, another guy on Grant's level, I think the defense is going to be right or at very worst nine to 11 to 12. And that's good enough if your offense is top six, which it was for most of the season when you had Dame, Ant, and Grant playing together. If, if the Blazers have a top 10 defense, you know, we're, we're talking about a whole different, a whole different franchise. You know what I mean? And if you're saying it's possible, then well, probably, yes, 10, everything 12. you say, if the, I don't know. If they I add what know. I just said and everyone says healthy, that's yeah. the question. Let's go back to Nurk. You know, Nurk was asked, do you think he's going to be here? He said, I think so. And then they said that you worry about trade rumors. He's like, there's been trade rumors about me every year. Um, I, I think I think he's someone who could be thrown into a trade. We'll see. But I, I will say with, with him healthy, their defense is solid, but he never stays healthy. So anyway. Yeah, I yeah. think you trade Nurk if you get something. I don't, I don't know what – I don't know who wants Nurk. You know, that's the yeah. thing for, for value. I mean, he's got a contract now. It's not, he's not, you know, he's not inexpensive. He's not expensive, but he's not inexpensive. And he's a, he's not a starting center on a, on a, I don't, there, you don't need starting centers in the NBA anymore, really, to win a championship, but he's not, um, he's not a consistent enough person player that you can count on. And that to me is frustrating. And I don't think anymore he has the full protection of Dame. And I can't imagine Billups thinks right. like, no, I got to have this guy. I think he's, uh, you know, he's, he's okay. And when he, some days he's better than okay. And some days he's a lot worse than okay. And so Nurk is not, is not a guy I expect to, to be back, nor would I be surprised if he does come back. Um, and I also don't think he's, I don't think he's a big piece of a trade. I think I he's a, a part of it. Okay. All right, man, we went about 50 minutes. Yep. Good job, Craig. We covered a lot of ground. It's going to be a very interesting offseason, to say the least. We guys, Have you done your draft homework yet? Have you started on that? <laughs> yeah. All that matters is one. If they get one, they keep it. They trade every – so Wemby's the only one I've scouted. He's good. He's good. I've heard good things. Well, I promise for the next podcast I will have – Something to say about the top 10 picks in the draft, I promise, and we'll start diving into that on the Blazer Focus podcast. Thanks for joining us. Please click the subscribe button and give us a positive rating. We would appreciate it. And it offseason is here. The offseason is here. Sorry, I'm excited. The season's over, and I'm looking forward to an interesting next few months. Thanks for listening.